Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Um, that shit sound mad sleepy. Yeah, he did. That's mad sleepy. Like, I, I, if you're tired, that's cool. It's just, just banging out the intro. Just, just, just yeah, it. just let me, let me let me let me do this real quick. Let me yeah, do this real quick. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Leave all this shit in. Leave all this shit in. I don't even. I'm I'm in a bad mood right now, so I'm gonna just say some shit. I'm part of me for just taking the um pot off course real quick. Nah, yeah, no, no. Something to say. I got something real quick just to say to dudes out there. Yo, if you got a dude that's in trouble or something like that, you gotta reach out to them. Mm. And I'm saying that on the strength of. I got a dude that was, he was just down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hit him, I hit him, I hit him. This is a dude, just as much as we speak, mm-hmm. you feel what I mean? At least, you know, through the group text or whatever. Like, every yeah, day yeah. we hitting each other, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. And this is, this is, this is, this is, um, I don't want to expose him, so I'm, I'm trying to put this in the right place. This is a dude I was speaking to, let's just say, you know what I'm saying? A best friend. Let's just, let's just call it that. That I've been speaking to every day for a very long time. Mm. And then he just went off the face of the earth. You feel me? Yeah. Couldn't speak to him, couldn't talk to him. Called his called um, pardon me. Call his parents crib. <clears throat> called his parents crib. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Took a second to get him on the phone. It was like two seconds. And then but the dude was just down. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a little bit broken up over it. My, my man, he ain't dead. So let me just let me just put it out there. There ain't no sad ending. But when you go custom right, cool. speaking to somebody every day, you know what I'm saying? You got you got a relationship. Um, um pardon me, that was my um my phone ring, my bad, y'all. Yeah. Um and then they just uh you know what I'm saying? You just don't have that connection no more. You speaking to him every day, single day. So yes. Imagine if one of us just stopped in a group chat for like two months. Right. As much as we've been, as much as we've been rocking. Right. So, and I'm saying that to say, you know what I'm saying? You got to reach out to a dude. And, 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 and I'm, I'm rambling. I'm all over the place. So just, just allow me this space real quick. So yeah. dudes that's in relationships. And, I'm, and when I say dudes, I'm talking, I'm talking about real men that's trying to do the right thing. Not the city boy shit. Not, not, you know what I'm saying? Not the bullshit. Some real shit. Mm. Niggas just trying to like figure this shit out, you know what I'm saying? And right. you got a chick out there or whatever, she running around, she feeling herself, she's in a midlife crisis or whatever the fuck may be going on with her. And then you out there, you shitting on this nigga, but he trying to, he trying to figure it out, he trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Maybe if you hold him, maybe when I, when I say hold him, maybe if you hold him down, maybe if you push him, maybe if you push him in the right direction. Again, I'm being very specific, so I'm talking to a specific type of a dude. Excuse me, so I'm very specific. Not not the fuck boys or whatever you want to call them. Dudes that's out here, you got a kid with them or whatever the situation is, you're in a relationship. You're trying to make it work. You're trying to make it work. You're trying to make it work. You're trying to stay on the straight. You know what I'm saying? Straight, trying to stay on the straight now. Maybe he might have been hustling or whatever. You're trying to go straight or might, he just might have fell on some hard times. Like, damn, he lost his job. He had a fly job or whatever. And he's trying to figure it out. And then you out here during the summertime trying to have a hot girl summer. Or whatever the fuck it is that they doing out there. You know what I'm saying? So dude fall down and you out here, you running around, you doing bullshit. Mm-hmm. And right in front of his face and slapping him down, you emasculating him. You embarrassing him. Feel like shit. When a nigga talk to you and he's like, yo, 
you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, B, I was just down, you know, because I finally got to speak to him. You understand what I'm saying? And he's like, yo, I, I was just down. I was just out. Like, yo, man, I just feel like I ain't want to be here no more. I know that feeling. And and if you listen on the other end of this right now, you might have had that feeling too. Or you might know somebody that might be in that place right now. And you know we niggas or we dudes and we just... And I'm always speaking to my culture. I can't speak to no, no other culture because I know how we are. You you sitting there, you're like, oh, that nigga, he, he that, that nigga pussy whipped or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You just leave him alone. You know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a bunch of good that's dudes out here that's dead man walking. And what that means is that dude used to be fly. That dude used to be happy. He looks sloppy now. You know what I'm saying? He might be obese in a sense. And I'm not. And then that's not knocking nobody. But you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You've seen that dude yeah. that was fly in high school, and then he looked disheveled. He looked confused. He just he just go in like you know what I'm saying. He just go to work, come home, go to work, come home, go to work, come home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing else to his life. Dead man walking. They in that. They in that. They in that. They in that space. So it's important for you to reach out to that dude consistently. Because I reached out every single te- every single day. Text, yo, bro, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Text him something that we would normally text about. There's about, literally, probably about 160 texts that go unanswered. <clears throat> or maybe uh, just, oh, okay, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? But no real conversation like you used to have. So I'm saying that to women out there. I need to chill. If there's a dude out there, you don't want to be with him, then that's fine. Just leave. But don't sit there stringing them along, talking about them all crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is... I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. You don't know what that... You don't know what that does to a... You don't know what that, what that does to a dude that's still trying... That may be trying to figure out, or at least out there trying. You know what I'm saying? I get there's a bunch of... The dun-da-duns or deadbeats out there, but that's what's out there. I'm talking... Again, I'm speaking to a specific type of man. I'm speaking to a specific type of dude. Yeah. You know who you are, or you know that person. You got to reach out. Dude, you got to reach out and tell that nigga, I love you, Joe. I love you, B. I love you, Aunt. And not be afraid to say that shit. That shit ain't hard. Y'all can like, this niggas dying every day be over some bullshit. Over real bullshit. And you just, because you scared to step out and hold your man down? I thought that was your man. Nah? You gonna let him fall? You ain't gonna hold him? You ain't gonna be. You ain't gonna stand in a vulnerable space with another man because of our our stereotype. Again, I'm speaking to my culture. I can only speak to us. You 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 that you that hard that you can't do that. You can't reach out. You can't go by the crib. You can't call. You can't just send a text. I love you, my nigga. You good? You know what I'm saying? Hold your head, B. I'm right here. I'm right here. Hit me whenever. Boom, boom, boom. What you doing? I don't even want to talk about that shit no more. I just I'm just in a mood right now. I feel you though. I mean, yeah. that's real talk. Like, and a lot of these um, women, they don't even really get it because, like you say, like far as the culture goes, it's like we supposed to be like just hard. You know, I'm just saying, like pause. Like, there's hard rocks and shit, yeah. and not supposed to really affect us. You know what I mean? But like all of this talk about like mental health and shit like that now, it's like hopefully people take heed to that because, like you said, you gotta reach out, make sure your peoples are straight and. Women, you gotta like, you know, recognize that your man got feelings too. You know what I'm saying? And you don't wanna be a foul ass bitch out here, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, like it's just it don't even it don't even it don't even make no sense. You just doing it mm-hmm. just to do it. Like you oh just let me go get let me go get this one off or whatever. Nah, man, come on. 
But then be the same one turning around if he was doing if, if he was doing the same shit or if he was being greasy or whatever. Oh, that deadbeat nigga, he ain't doing nothing. Da, 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 da. You'd be out here wilding in the streets with the kid in hand watching you wild out. And that's another thing. That's you, why it matters. No, I was just gonna say it really matters the partner you choose, yo. You know what I mean? Like I, I think we we let a lot of things slide in in the early stages, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Red flags and shit. Or maybe we got low expectations of what it's supposed to be like, or maybe we just be like, Oh, that's just how women are. Like it is a lot of shit that pop in dudes has, you know what I mean? And we lock down something that probably shouldn't have been we shouldn't get that far with. You know what I mean? Like I I, I find it hard to believe a lot of times that there don't be signs. I think we just, you know what I mean? Like, we just we just let that shit slide, yo. Like, we, we got these rose-colored glasses for a lot of women, man. And, you know, red flags and rose-colored glasses just look like flags. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That shit just, it, it should just slide past. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you though, Alex. No, no, no. I'm just, like, 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 I, like I said, I didn't even mean to start the way that I start, but I'm just, like, I've been in this mood for the past. Like, I was on the phone with dude till... Shit, five o'clock this morning. Like I never, I haven't even been asleep yet on some real shit. I haven't been because five o'clock came. I gotta get my, you know what I'm saying? It's school time. Mm-hmm. I gotta get the girls up and boom, 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 boom. And then, you know what I'm saying? Then work, and then now I'm home, and then I'm wild tired right now, and I'm wild irritated. Yeah. Just at the whole that at the whole situation, like I'm just I'm just irritated. I'm just irritated that. But what we're gonna do right now? We're just gonna take a break. I need about five minutes, and then and then we'll just we'll jump right back in everything. So just give me like five minutes. All right, no doubt. I had to break real quick, call my man, tell him I love him and shit. But good evening, good afternoon. Uh, good morning, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. We are the Better Than You pod. Let's go around the room real quick. Lighten it up. Tighten it up a little bit. B, what's good? What's good, man? And I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, and, um, Man, what's good? Love you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what's happening? I'm gonna say this, man. I love all y'all like I love myself. You know what I mean? God bless y'all. That's all I gotta say. It's good or bad, no, God. God bless. That's the kiss of death. Yo, all right. So everybody had a good labor day. That's what's up. Um, and I'm gonna go right, I'm gonna write to you on this. Sure. Are you back on power or they leave are you still are you still got your eyes closed? You ain't you ain't, you ain't into it. Nah, I ain't, I ain't into it, man. Cause, I, cause mm-hmm. I see, I see where it's going. Like, I can see if there's some intrigue. Look, man, I watch Power just for the sake of it, so we can have this conversation. I watch Snowfall way. I'm way more interested in Snowfall than I am in Power. But I'm just watching it just to stay, you know, current with the pod. That's about it. But really, same shit, same bullshit acting. Tariq gonna be the new ghost. Ghost gonna live. Tommy gonna die. Yada yada yada. Life goes on. Whoa, hold um, on now. Hold yeah, I'll, that's what I was about to say. Like, okay, like part of it, part of what Ant's saying, like obviously I agree with. Like, it's horrible acting, and I don't even know if the writing is that good. But also because the writing is so not really great, like I don't at all see where it's going. You know what I mean? Like that shit could anything could happen, man. They could decide. Like this dude, Jason is bleeding both Tommy and um Ghost. If you if you keep it like, I mean, if you want to look at it like that. So, I mean, there, there could be reasons for them to team up together. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I don't know. Strife has always brought these niggas together. So, like, you don't never know that shit. I mean, he can't. It's not like either of them can kill either of them right now. You know what I mean? Because the dude Jason on top of that. So, I mean, the whole Tariq angle, 
Yeah, you're right. Like, Tariq is going to be the new ghost. I, I didn't like the fact that Tariq was able to turn Shorty so easily. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Shorty made a big deal out of it. And then all of a sudden, like, it didn't take nothing but him to drop a couple bars. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't really like that well, part of it. I'll I, I, I say this, Phil. I think I did like it because knowing that this is like the last season, I think it might be like a nine episode um, season or maybe ten. They don't really got time for like them to for him to like chop it down for the next like. Oh, they sped it up. Yeah, they sped it up and shit. And they still kept her smart. You know what I'm saying? Then like she was all googly eyed over it. It's like okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. I'm gonna fuck with you because I mean she ain't know the kid, and I guess like the the kid to talk to him for a second. She got to be feeling him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? He got the swag. He got a little money. He talking. He's stupid. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah, they, they spread that shit up. And as far as, like, where the shit goes, like you said, um, like, the writing isn't... The writing is a little off. The acting is still trash. I hate the, I hate the cop voice. She kind of got an extra annoying, like, Puerto Rican chick. Voice. Yeah, it's I want a, her it's, gone. It's like, like it's like it's like what's what shorty name um with the titties um Rosie Perez. It's like Rosie Perez, yeah, yeah. but not sexy. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah, it's, 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 it's like yeah. yo, I don't, I don't like it. So I want her to die. I want She's the white for real, woman. like a cop, but I don't want yeah. her to die. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm like uh, I mean, as far as the shit go, I'm I'm excited about where the shit could go because. Like you said, Jason got it so Tommy can't kill ghosts and ghosts can't kill Tommy for real because you want to protect whatever. Um, I'm a little interested to they see. They blame everything on ghosts, like the police. And, and you know what I mean? You see the prosecutors, everybody blames everything on ghosts. And, you know, and it don't I mean, even really be him anymore. But, but you know the thing, though? The thing right. is, I hate it because I know, because we watch the show, but I also like it because that's how that shit really would be. Like, I think back to The Wire when they yeah. swore whoever the fuck was doing whatever, but niggas didn't know. And it's like, that's part of the real shit. Like, them niggas ain't no geniuses to be like, oh, nah, this looks a little different. You know what I'm saying? Nah, they got their eyes set on what they got their eyes set on. Anything else is going to be what it's going to be. Now, I do have a little hope that it's about to get popping because we saw Dre pop up and shit. You know what I'm saying? And this nigga got fucking diesel paws. Fucking like, like when it's protecting the fuck he's waiting to testify. Now we got fucking... Tommy and Ghost and they they shit and then you got fucking Tasha. I mean, I, I like the way they. I like what could happen. I just want, I just I just want them to get into like the action and get into like the shit and have less of the bad acting moments and shit. Like speed them shits up. Just shoot somebody instead of giving me some bullshit dialogue between motherfuckers I don't care about. Yo, yo did uh, did I uh, uh, hear this is the second week in a row? Everybody's talking about the writers. Is anybody looking to? Did they have a big? I mean, I know Courtney's still there, but the team was there a change in the team? Because obviously, if she's still there, but y'all saying everybody's saying that this is all for starting that was starting down with the damn um, title track on through. Did somebody leave the room that was always you, there? You, you know what? I don't think so. Because folks was kind of bitching about power last season. Too, yeah, exactly. A lot. So I think really what it is is these motherfuckers got to do all of this shit really fast because they got nine episodes to clear up all of this shit. And I think we all just want to get into, like, a place where there's a story that's making sense or something. I don't know. I think motherfuckers is just, like, looking for the shit to be worse than what it is or something. I, I don't... I, it's, it's weird. The shit is bad, but it's not, like... 
that yeah, it's the acting like is way worse than the writing. I just I yeah. just threw the writing being bad out there just because like it's not great. But it's really the acting that's not that's it's probably really the horrible. acting and, and yeah. direction. And I mean I think yeah. it's because we got some folks talking like and the shit that really the shit that really I think is making me trash at that, that fucking Puerto Rican cop shit, she's not good. The fact that the, the fact that the white dude that was like you the dumb white the white dude that was the dumb like Oh and yeah, now he's the leader. Like. Now, yeah, now he's talking too much. That's 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 another thing. That's what's really fucking up. You ask me. The fact that he, who we had like for five seasons, was told not to respect his office. He's dumb. You know right. what I'm saying? All of a sudden, he like the main brain. Then he, in the, in the first episode, they bought in that weird ball head motherfucking shit. It's like there's too many random folks you don't care about. They gotta talk their little shit behind the scenes, and it's annoying. And another thing that's annoying, like I, I, I said, I guess this is good because. It makes a little bit of realism, but the fact that everybody says, oh, we know ghosts kill Angela when it's like everybody's thinking, you dumb fuck. He didn't kill Angela. Shit. And I'm also like, why he just didn't say that someone tried to shoot me and push me out the way? It's just certain things. It's like common sense that I think a few folks could have said to make shit go easier. They haven't said. And I think that's the bad writing. But it also makes me believe that they don't say it for a reason. Like it's leading to something. But whatever, man. Fuck yeah, that I mean, shit. I mean that's true, and that could be the good writing that we just remember. Nia undercover. Oh, Nia undercover. Now that, that was, was a, good ass show. a show that was good until the last season. That's know, coming. That, a show that's coming back, by the way. Good. Yeah, but it ain't gonna have the same actors, is it? Nah, nah. nah. Sure that makes it old as fuck now. Slide <laughs> the homie, the homie. Slide the homie up in there. Pause. No pun intended. Uh, but. If you've been under a rock, uh, Mr. Malik Yoba of New York Undercover thing uh, came out and said <laughs> came out and said that he's attracted to trans women and will actually be hosting a workshop at the National Trans Visibility March in D.C. Uh, according to the grapevine. <laughs> I know everybody get mad when I don't say where I'm reading from. So he was on a um he recently took to social media on the platform to reveal that he's trans attracted. I'm trying to understand. I'm assuming that's exactly what it means of how I'm reading that, correct? That I'm just Ooh. he's attracted to trans. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. he he likes that. Okay. And he went on to say trans people deserve love and respect as do those of us that love them. The actor exclaimed in the caption, I love all women and count myself among those that find themselves trans attracted. And I have too. And I, too, have felt the self-imposed shame that comes with that truth, but it's time to speak up. Where are you guys at on this? Well, um, <laughs> well, well, I'll say this, man. Um, yeah. I, 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 honestly, I salute the dude, you know what I'm saying? Because I guess I don't know what reason he would have to come out and like speak on this. I do. Oh, Joe, before, but you, before you go, I can tell you exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I, I was about to say, like, yo, there's, there's this teenage girl that, well, there's yeah. this woman now that, that said she was a teen trans when Millie was messing with her. So this was coming out. And all he's doing is admitting it now. You know what right. I mean? He, and he also went on to say, like, the inspiration for the post came stemmed from Maurice Reese Willoughby, a 20 year old Philadelphia man bullied on camera for dating his girlfriend, Faith. A trans woman will be reportedly killed himself following the taped incident. Oh, okay. All right. In addition so, to, yeah, but that yeah. that was that was his reasoning. But right. if I was if I was to say what his reason it is, it's because he's being accused of um, being kind of like a, a trans pedophile. 
or Patrick Tran. This team person was underage. Trans. Yeah, that's what that's, that when he did it. It wasn't recent though. You know what I mean? Said back oh, when he did it with her. You know what I mean? He, well, um, she was underage. Well, how far underage was she? Like a child, or was this? Like I I didn't. 16, the teenager, 17. like yeah, sixteen, seventeen. Like right, I, I believe. 16, 17, You know what I'm saying? That shit ain't no, right, But I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna harp on. Let's not have this conversation. Crazy shit. Yeah, I, but, but yeah, like, terms, I don't know. But here's my thing in terms of trans shit, right? I take all that shit out, like. If you're attracted to like women in general, you know what I'm saying, and the trans thing doesn't like bother you, and you just lump them all in as women. I mean, hell, I mean, do your thing. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I can't say there's a problem. With, I can't say like I can't understand why a nigga would be attracted to like a trans woman and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because when I think back to um, what was it Maury show? Like everybody know Maury mm-hmm. with the baby daddy shit. That's like one of his biggest shits. But I remember way. I remember back in the day. I ain't seen this shit in a long ass time, but. I know another one of his thing was he would bring out like women and shit. He would bring out like fucking either cross dresses or transsexuals, whatever they was at the time. I don't know. But he would bring out them and it would be like, is this a man or is this a woman? And it'd be like a big thing and shit. And some of the and some of the chicks would look like chicks and be sexy as hell. And some of the, the real chicks, I mean the, the cisgender chicks, that's term like this cis chicks, the real, I mean the born women. They would mm-hmm. kind of look, they get a one that kind of look, they got a little rough features and shit, kind of like, you know, fool niggas and shit. I remember that was one of his big shows. And I mean, if you see a chick and she looking like a chick, she got all the shit and stuff, whatever, and you attract it, say, okay, word, that's what's up. Me personally, after finding out that the chick might, you know, the chick was born a man or whatever, and has this, that's just a turn off for me. That's just not how I, I, yeah. I, I it'd, be, it'd just be a thing, and there's no disrespect. You know, so you fine as hell, you that, you fine as hell, but it's like, uh, nah, you ain't, nah, that's good. Yeah, you keep that. But Malik Yoba, if he like it all, then he like it all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, God bless that nigga. You know what I'm saying? I figure a nigga like Anthony, he might know. You know what I'm saying? If he like it all, <laughs> yeah. he like it all, you know? Yeah, and explain this to us. Yeah, they ring it down. The fuck you want me to explain? Nah, oh, about, how you, about how, you can, like, how you can like, be attracted <laughs> to the trans women. I ain't going to ask you to explain yourself, man. Go ahead. Now you ain't gotta bring niggas out like that. Nah, I just I don't. I, I've I've never gotten, I've never fully understood people's obsession with the love and sex lives of other people. If he's attracted to trans women, all right. If that's what works for him, awesome. It, it's, it's not something I'm interested in or have a preference for, or like, or anything to that degree. But if that's what he wants to do and he wants to be honest about it and be upfront about it, all right, cool. At least you're being honest about it because it's, it's a lot of people that act like, you know, they love women and, you know, I've met your boyfriend. So if people acting sideways about it and saying like, oh, I would never do that, but they're on a down low or they live in a bisexual life, it's got to be honest about it and be real with yourself. And at least I mean, he has the courage to do so, of course. In this society, he's going to take some heat from that, a little bit of ridicule, but at least he's being front about it. At least he's not front like, oh, you know, I really, really, really like love women, but, you know, the, the trans motherfuckers, I mean, that, that, that's to take it from me. All right, great. Good for you, man. Good. At least you're being honest about shit. At least you're not trying to front or act like you, you don't do this. If that's what you do, fine. If you still want to act, that's cool, too. If, if you come out with something good and you're good in it, I watch it, but I'm not going to judge you about anything that you said. Any kind of what? Probably got for the sexuality. Yeah, nobody, nobody. Yeah. But you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to lose um, focus on what on what B was saying because that is 
along with what I was saying, and I was going to get into what, what Brian spoke to, there is, there is a pending case. There's, yeah. a, there's, there's something brewing behind yeah. that. And if you read into it, just like, you know, most celebrities are just trying to get in front of it. Yeah. Sure. So, I, you know what I'm saying? Before we applaud and it's this and it's that, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's give the whole scope so that everybody's on the understanding that he is being called out for his long affair. He, going back down to uh back when 14th Street was popping, his uh, his uh, his love affair of trans his uh excuse me relationships with uh the transsexual. Well, I mean, I'm, which I'm, is I'm, why. Well, I, I, well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm looking here and it's talking about there's a trans woman um, that accused him of having sex with her when she was an underage sex worker, like years ago. Now, I mean, was he checking IDs and shit when he was fucking this yeah, tranny prostitute? With a I mean, sex a worker, sexual too. Prostitute? Yeah. Like, I mean, if she, like, see, that's my thing. If, like, you could talk this shit, like, like we, we, we talk about underage music, she lined we go, like, up. R. Kelly and shit, you know what I'm saying? If you was, if you was hooking, you know what I'm saying? If you, I'm doubt, I doubt if she was out there if she was a sex worker, she was looking like she was 14, 15, whatever and shit, you know what I'm saying? So underage shit, these sex workers, I kind of give niggas a pass. Unless they out there looking like babies, you know what I'm saying? And 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 I'm going to put it to you like this. Like, for most people, I, you know, like, I, I'm more analyst talking about, like, he right. Like, why do people, are people obsessed over who other people have sex with? But, like, like do remember, Malik Yoba, for a stretch, was a sex symbol in our community for, for these women. And so it is kind of like a weird shout out, shout out thing, you know, to see this, you know, what I mean, this juxtaposition and be like, nah, you know what? I just like the transsexuals, you know what I mean? So it is, it's something we we were going to discuss, especially if you're a cer- of a certain age and you remember that time period. Now, me personally, man, I say, oh, fuck it, man. If that shit floats your boat, cool. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, the whole shit is like. With the whole LGBTQ shit, you know what I'm saying? It's all somebody it's like, likes it. I mean, it's like there's a lot of motherfuckers that like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like that's why it, it exists. Yeah, you know. So I mean, it's all good, man. You know, hopefully you get more of the trans if you want them. Maybe this will get him more. You know what I'm saying? Or you want yeah. you pat, or come you on, Joe, like give the, it the to him. Men, the trans women and shit. I say God bless him and God bless them all, man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think you're done off this transsexual talk. Yeah, you know? yeah no doubt. Um, recently, I had a, I had a chance to uh, sit down with uh, president of the bank of MNF Bank, which is Mechanics and Farmers Bank, and I actually put in the group chat that I was unaware that there was a Black Wall Street in Durham, North Carolina. I was always aware of the one in Tulsa, and I thought that was the only one. And come to find out through a conversation with this president of MNF Bank, uh, this is one of the businesses that survived during that, during uh, when they destroyed Black Wall Street. And, um, you know, before I go into that, does anybody want to speak about the Black Wall Street? Because again, like I said, I'm just now learning more about it. I can only speak to Tulsa. I can't really speak to, there were actually, I found out there were a few um, more other than Durham as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so I, I don't have much because I didn't expect you to ask me, like, you know what I mean? And oh, my total oh. recall for this, these things aren't great, but to just to paint an idea or a picture of what Black Wall Street was at the time, it was thriving black businesses in a certain um, segment of, of a town, of these towns, you know what I mean? And, you know, they weren't just small time thriving, 
they were, you know, big time thriving, very complex. And yeah, they, they were banks, bank based, you know what I mean? They had their own uh, forms of trade and, and, um, and they, they operated inside their own community, you know, and they were, work, and they were able to get wealthy that way. Right. And just, um, like I said, there was Tulsa, there was Durham, North Carolina, and um, I also found out there was Jackson Ward in Richmond, Virginia. Which and I'm sure there may have been more, but as far as what the conversation that I was having with uh with this uh person in terms of what you know what Black Wall Street was, but I really wanted to talk about the interesting things that I learned about banking and quote unquote black banking, and there was just a lot of things that I didn't understand because we always heard when it was like oh why don't we get why aren't we getting loans and why aren't we getting mm-hmm. that and there was this whole movement that was you know well you're not banking with black banks and there was this huge push I want to say maybe. Within the last two to three years, there was this huge push to mm-hmm. open up mm-hmm. a bank account, whether if it be five dollars or a hundred dollars at a right. black at a black owned bank. Right. But one of the things in speaking to her, and because I was like, well, I, you know, you go get a loan. If I have good credit, I'll go to Bank of America, Chase, wherever. Like, you know, I can get the loan wherever I can get the loan. Right. What she was saying was the importance of it, and this is the part about when I'm specifically speaking about banking that I did not know. She mm-hmm. said, if she said, the, you know, we deal with the Federal Reserve. And if we're not giving out loans, you know what I'm yeah. saying? The Federal Reserve is no longer you – know, and I did yeah. not understand. It. Maybe I'm cutting it short because there was something that I didn't understand and I didn't get to really um, go into it deeper to get a, a, a gain of more un, – un, un, excuse me, an understanding of mm-hmm. what she was saying that they could just basically lose their, uh, I guess, accreditation if they're not giving out a certain amount of loans. They have to hit a quota. So. Yeah. The truth to that is, and I'll let you go in a second, B, the truth to that is you should be banked because these people understand you. This is They look like you. They understand you. They want to give you the loan. They will work with you, whereas we have, may have other steps that, that won't because their money is being so much recycled in other places that they don't care if they give it to you or not. But no, these banks, these black-owned banks are banking on you to come to them because they will work with you to get you a loan. And it's important in order for them to stay in business. You can yeah. bank with them all you want to, but if they're not turning that money over, loaning out and, and getting, I guess, getting interest in having the money make money, it becomes a problem from a business standpoint. Go ahead, B. No, what I, I don't, I don't know that I have anything better to to um add than what you just add. you know what I mean? Like you kind of really broke it down for people. But only thing I can say is, man, I've been obsessed with the sixteen nineteen project, man, and you know, like oh, yeah. not just reading the articles, but like listening to um. Now they have their their own podcast that they've been putting out. I mean, I've been um, listening to her going around doing interviews and stuff like that. And there are connections. And so what she decided to do was show because everybody always want to act like slavery ended. And why do people still mention it? And so her old 1619 project was not just showing that the time when when we um, the first blacks were sold in the United, in the United States of America, but she wanted to to pick out different aspects of things and show their connection to slavery. You know what I mean? And loans are a part of it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know if I, I did mention this before, but like, you know, the Homestead Act explicitly denied us entry. You we can have $80,000 jobs and stuff like that, but we don't get a loan from our parents to buy our home. They don't get the $100,000, $200,000 job. Do you guys watch HGTV? You know what I mean? If you watch HGTV... Yeah, I'm always watching it. Yeah, watching right? But but it gets you mad sometimes, I bet you, Alex, because it'll be like, okay, he's a photographer, 
and she's a school teacher, and their budget is eight hundred thousand dollars for their home. And it's like, yeah. so how? Yeah, it's different. There is because their starting place is different, and you may you may make more than them, but their starting place is different. And so when it so back to the conversation about banking in a black bank and having a personal bank, you know, it's it, it goes back to the idea of knowing who you're banking with and having a personal bank, even if it wasn't a black bank, right? But having mm-hmm. a personal banker, et cetera, uh, so that you can you can more you would be more able to get get the right percentage of rates on your loans, et cetera. Uh, so you can have a conversation about w- what you need to do to get the loan for the, for right. uh, to afford the type of things that you need to afford, whether it is a home or a car or a business, et cetera. Right. You, you'll be more functional with a personal bank. Okay. So then why would black people want to bank black? Because we understand our issues better than they understand our issues. I mean, Alex was having a conversation earlier and, you know, there's a segment of, the, of society that probably would not know what the hell Alex was saying, but we all knew what the fuck he was talking about because he kept on saying, I'm just speaking to our people and we all knew what the fuck he was talking about. You know what I mean? He didn't, he didn't really even have to say much. Like, we got it. You know what I mean? Like, everything he said, we got it. And that's the thing about our culture and our people. And it, it extends, it just doesn't stop in conversations like this. Extends to things like banking. Them understanding our issues, them understanding why we would need a business loan for this type of business. You know what I mean? Well, where we, where somebody, you might go somewhere else and they might just even look at you and say, oh, well, we're going to charge him more points for that. You, you heard about the Wells Fargo loans or, or even, no, before Wells Fargo, the, the Washington Mutual loans, right, who that were charging extra for, um, for black people. You know what I mean? They were, given, they, they were uh, charging higher interest rates for black people. Like you heard about this throughout the whole entire real estate um, crisis uh, that really kind of exploded in 2008, 2006, 2007, 2008. You heard about those shits. So that's what we're talking about here. That's the issue that, that, that we're talking about. That's why we want to be able to bank with somebody who looked like us and who yeah. understands our issues. And ideally, that's like one of the best things, you know, to be able to deal with someone that like knows your issues and things like that. And also when we go to like mental health and stuff, that's why it's important to maybe get a, uh, a psychiatrist, psychologist of like color, someone that can like understand like the black experience more. But um, yeah, I mean, I really think it's an uphill battle for the black banks, you know? Um, one, because of um, just like the infrastructure that these big like other banks these institutions have you know what i'm saying like they have like yeah. the atms everywhere and they have like a far superior like online banking like system and stuff than most of this well in the few i've seen from like some yeah. of the black banks and even more than that just the fact that they're like more like advanced in certain things is that thing that's been like drilled into us like forever that that black is inferior you know what i'm saying yeah. and it's not even uh-huh. it's not even dumb niggas that yeah. I don't think that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like you have some intelligent, like, well-off people that will still look at some black shit and be like, ugh, that's some black shit. But, I, but can we just stay on, um, like, and, I, and we, we do need to expand on that, but you did say something about, like, the level of banking, like, Bank of America banks with 50% of America, you know what I mean? Like, literally, you're, you're banking with them, one out of every two people in America bank out of one with them in some sort of way. So what we're saying when we say bank black, 
we're not saying only bank black or have all of your money in one bank, which, you know, might not be the prudent thing to do anyway. We're saying also bank black. So, yeah, so you won't have ATM right. fees if you have yeah, a Bank of America somewhere too, else. But, but yeah, right. I just wanted to, to double down on what you were saying, though. You got yeah. You got to let them know that, you, you know, you, don't, you have to have it all in one bank. But, yo, do bank with the black bank as well. My bad, Joe. We'll get back on the um, how black people ain't shit. <laughs> well, yeah, I was about to say some uh, whatever, but you know, fuck it. Let's go to the next topic. Well, wait, oh, hold on one second, just before we um before we go there, and we can wrap it up. I just want to um since we were mentioning it, you know the um if you're not aware and you ain't, you're too lazy to get your Google's up, you know um One United Bank. I'm just going to name the top five black-owned banks in the uh, country. One United Bank. There's Liberty Bank and Trust Company. There's Citizens Trust Bank. There's Industrial Bank. Um, there's the Harbor Bank of Maryland, and like I said, the MNF Bank, which is Mechanics and Farmers Bank, that's uh, based out of North Carolina. So you can go online, you can, you know, do your own research. And I'll just end with this because I found it very interesting that I was like looking at the number two, which is the second largest black bank in America. Their assets are 594 million. Their deposits are 549. That tells you that they have, they're sitting on that. That's like what? There's only like 50 million that's going out of the door. I'm assuming in loans of some type of. Wait, am I am I am can, am, am I saying that correctly? Because I'm just deducing that from looking at their assets versus their deposits. Because if you just take it in 549, but your total assets is 594, that means you're only making 50 about 50 million in terms of whatever you might have done with investments, whatever you might have done with yeah, loans. I mean, all that's saying is, I mean, I'm not going to just invest in that bank. But also, you know, banks keep low, low capital anyway. I don't know what else they're, I don't know what their books of business are and how and what else they do. You know, like, like uh, um, places like Bank of America, like they subsidize themselves. Like they brought the whole, um, the whole Merrill Lynch. Merrill Lynch. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, brokers. So like, you know, they subsidize okay, themselves so in the all business, different types uh, of Yeah, because when, yeah, yeah. when I looked that up, they were at, I, I was trying to do a comparison so I could see real quick. I was looking at Bank of America. It is nice. Yeah. They're at one point three trillion. So, yeah, and but but they do no other things. Like they're they're the literally on Wall Street. These are yeah, yeah, that's banks. what I'm saying. They're, they're on yeah. a different level. And I'm, I'm yeah. saying, I was just trying. I was looking into. It. I had never really. Like I said, yeah, that was just an interesting conversation to have out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like the moral of the story is this: like you should try to blank bank black. You know what I'm saying? We should always try to like support black businesses wherever we can. Like, they have black people that make clothes, shoes, all this. Yeah. All your clothes have to be by black folks. All your shoes have to be by black folks. And just like Brian said, you got banks, you got the big dogs. You fuck with them. You have most of your money there, but take a piece and put it into the black bank. You know what I'm saying? See what they can do right. for you. You know what I'm saying? See what you can do for your community. And I say God bless all these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? All these black businesses, all these black banks, all these folks. One day we might have another black Wall Street. Probably not, but God damn it. You know, we're going to empower ourselves somehow and shit. You know what I'm saying? And fuck it, man. You know. Yeah, nah, you know, just just keep your eyes open and be smart with your money. Um, uh, Hurricane Dorian uh, has now been moving closer to the U.S., but uh, we do want to. Um, actually, I, I know I definitely have to. Um, as a son of a Bahamian woman, my mother's from the Bahamas. <clears throat> By the way, Brendan, uh, London, but it's. Uh, it's ravished the Bahamas across the board. It ravaged. It was on the mainland. It was on the mainland of uh, 
Nassau, and then it actually traveled over to Freeport and the other small islands and just ravaged them. Like my, I spoke to ravaged my mother. Them like Malik Yoba used to ravage the Franny Hookers, man. <laughs> Actually, um, I, I spoke to my mother on purpose, not on purpose, but as always, but I wanted to specifically speak to her in terms of what she might have heard, things that may not be in the news. Um, I know she said that there's the, our entire family over there is without power. Uh, the, there is no, you cannot land at any airport in the Bahamas right now, but I'm sure maybe you can land in one of the offshore in one of the smaller islands. But right now, you can't even get into the mainland where NASA, where everybody loves to go to Atlantis, or the, you know the mainland where everybody goes to travel. You can't. The entire airport is underwater. You can't. So you can't even oh. land it and bring goods. Good. Somebody's about to say something. Oh no, no, I was just making noise. Like, mm, mm, mm. Damn. oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. And right now, it's just a category two. Um, but I definitely want to s- send um, you know prayers out to those. And the entire and the entire Virgin Islands and especially the Bahamas. Um, it also hit, and I hope I'm saying this correctly. You know how I do with these names. Abaca, am I saying that correctly? Does anybody know if I'm saying that correctly or not? It was like oh, another no, island. No. But they don't care, you know. They the got basketball nigga. Nah, it was another island offshore that that got hit as well. Ain't um, and they ain't got power. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> So God bless, God bless. Play. But as it heads towards uh, the U.S., obviously Florida, that's it's hurricane season. Uh, I, I have family in Florida. I'm sure. Well, we we I know me and B. We definitely got we you know we got the Godmother yeah. Miami. But it kind of it kind of stalled um it kind of stalled Florida out. See, here's the thing. This is the problem. Why the problem that uh um Bahamas really had is we've never really seen this before. It stayed in one place, like. It, it, so they, they weren't able to predict the trajectory of it the way that they thought um, uh, that it was going to go and, and really kind of hit Florida before. It kind of stayed in one place and it stayed over the Bahamas. And so that's why it really tore them up a lot. And now it's going to kind of stay on offshore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to probably be like a category two and really hit like South South Carolina, Charleston area. You know what I mean? Those, those areas that... that um, that are by the water over there, South Carolina, North Carolina, or whatever. And it's going to be category two. I mean, so the people closer to the water, they're probably going to get winds, um, storms, maybe lose electricity and, and stuff like that. And But, you know, category two is nothing to sneeze at, but it's, it's mostly right. offshore. So, I mean, you're not going to expect too many. You're not going to expect, like, death, a death toll or a huge amounts of destruction of land and all the rest of the stuff going surfing. forward. As far right. as I know the, they, already yeah. shut down, they already shut down schools and everything in Florida. Yeah. For uh, the next, I think for the for the rest of the week, if I'm not mistaken. But and they did, so but we not. But but they did. But but they, but you know the the way that Dorian acted, it, uh, it kind of stalled them out. You know, you know what I mean? We'll see what happens because right. obviously it's not predictable. But you know, it kind of right, where they're looking at it right now, they probably they probably be all right in Florida a little bit more than the rest of these niggas. Yeah, 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 man. So, but um, God bless those out there. Be safe. If it's time to evacuate, if you can evacuate, please do. If you are able to get someone to, if it comes to that and you need to get out, please help the elderly, please help the women and children, get everybody out of there that you can. So God bless everybody out there that's dealing with that. Uh, wanted to, uh, unfortunately, just go more on even more sad news. The mass shooting in Odessa. Um I didn't have, I didn't actually, I was, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I was late on this one. So if someone wants to jump in on that. 
I mean, I I probably okay. I don't know like a whole lot about it. There was there was a disgruntled uh, worker. Apparently, he got his. You know, he 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 was turned down for for his gun license, but he still got it and whatever. And he got pulled over, and dude just went crazy. And I think five people got murdered, twenty people got hit. Yo, okay, so. Yeah, I the the tolls kept on going up, so it's really horrible. But here's the thing, man. So, Poe was AR-15, Aurora AR-15, Dayton AR-15, Odessa AR-15, Orlando AR-15, Parkland AR-15, Las Vegas AR-15, Tree of Life AR-15, Sandy Hook AR-15, Unqua CC AR-15, Waffle House AR-15, Texas Church AR-15, San San Bernardino AR-15. These are all AR-15s, man. Like, let's get back to the subject of it's 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 assault rifles. Man, I like, was shook when I seen AR-15s on this bum ass nigga table and shit. And I'm gonna get a shape up a few years back, man. Keep talking, man. Them shits is fucking crazy. No, no like, but that it mean that's that's what it is. Like, why is these are literally assault rifles? It's assault AR. It's assault rifles in the hands of the average person. What do you expect to happen? You know what I mean? Like. That's the issue that we have in America. We, we, we've talked about it before. We're going to talk about it again. This is a gun culture. You know what I mean? And people get shot and they die in America more than anywhere else in the world or in the free world. You know what I mean? With guns. You know, it's just by the, in the hands of citizens, it just doesn't make any sense. At some point in time, we're going to have to address this. And I don't, but like I've said it before and I'll say it again, there is no politician that is anti-gun in the United States of America. There's no politician that that is even looking to make a change uh, um, towards this in any major way. And and I I don't know, you know, what the, oh, I know what the answer is. Dave Chappelle told us what the answer is. Every black person in America (laughs) needs to register. To get their damn gun license. Because that's you the only way they're going to change this motherfucker. When he said that, all I was thinking about was how niggas gave me the runaround when I was trying to get my gun license in Montclair some years back and shit. They gave me a runaround. So they, they might give niggas a runaround and let you know who you, who you know. Yeah. Shit, but, uh, but they shit, didn't give you a runaround in uh, Alabama. You know, no, Alabama job. just had to have a driver's license. Exactly. <laughs> so, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was all about Yeah. Bro, you know... Well, speaking to that, because you were speaking about no no politician yeah. is uh, stepping up to be against uh, 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 those uh, rifles. Walmart has plans to dramatically step back from ammunition uh, ammunition sales after these horrific shootings. I'm reading that from CNBC. So Walmart is discontinuing sales of the short barrel rifle ammunition, such as the 223 caliber and the 556 caliber, discontinuing sales of handgun ammunition and discontinuing handgun sales entirely in Alaska. It's also, um, and this is where um, I think there's going to be a problem and you're going to get people coming out acting stupid. Walmart is also asking shoppers to no longer openly carry firearms in stores in states where open carry is allowed unless they are authorized law enforcement officers. And I want to stop right there for me. My cousin used to love walking through Walmart with his shit. Yeah, Yeah, but they killed the brother with the BB gun, though. Right. That wasn't in that wasn't in Alabama, though. That was in Walmart. Nah, we talking about Walmart. Talking about Walmart anyway. Yeah, but I'm. Just, I think that to me, that's you know, whenever they try, whenever you try, you're tanking out guns. They can't wait to come out and the biggest gun they got in 
I wish motherfucker would mold. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, to mm-hmm. me, that statement just, especially for Walmart to make that statement, to me, it's just like inviting, like, I'm going to go on Walmart tomorrow and everybody's going to have their gun out. Yeah. I just think that, I think that, that, that what they're saying is, um, let me just say one more thing, Joe. Okay. Um, CEO Doug McMillan also announces the changes following the two deadly war mushrooms over summer, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, go ahead, Joe. My bad. That was, oh, I'm sorry. This is what I had. The, um, they're also asking for it in Walmart and Sam's Club because that's the other thing I wanted to mention. Sam's Club is a part of Walmart. So, they, they, you know, right. it's both. You know, I want to yeah. say that because it, it, uh, it affects both stores. Go ahead, Joe. Well, my whole thing is this, man. I hear what you're saying, but most of these folks that got their guns, they not crazy. They ain't looking to shoot up shit. It's about the crazy one. So I wouldn't worry about mad muscles. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's bullshit. I'm sorry. That's bullshit. That's bullshit that most of these motherfuckers with guns are aren't crazy. It's the crazy motherfuckers. That whole mental health shit is bullshit. And somebody with a gun, if they want to do something, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this. You know how many fucking guns are out here? If everybody yeah, had these fucking guns, there's more guns than fucking, people. Yeah, if there were only people that had these guns or fucking killers, there'd be a lot more motherfuckers dead. I'm gonna, that's all I'm saying in general. Okay, but I'm I, saying I, in general. The no, same no, no, way. no, 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 no. I'm saying okay. in general. That's it. The same way what? The same way what? Well, the same way that you driving in a car, I mean, anybody could just kill everybody on the road as, as well. You know, we do follow the rules of society in a lot of different mm-hmm. ways, you know what I mean? And, and, in America, like that's just the way it is. But then also true over the last eleven days in Southeast Queens, New York, Alex Neck of the Woods, they've experienced twelve shootings and seven deaths. Guns are an issue, man, and they've been an issue, and they're a strong issue right now. And like anything else, is a red herring to throw you off the trail of the fact well, that there are way too many thing. guns. Talk about the red herrings, right? Here's the thing, right? All the guns they got out of here. If you compare that to all the people that died of gun violence, the shit is fucking minuscule. Now, I'm going to say that. Don't, don't cut me off. Because the shit sounds crazy to say any best are minuscule. I'm just talking about the statistics and the fucking facts. You know what I'm saying? No, you aren't. It's like that. Yeah, yes, I am. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. So, you, so you're, you're, saying, you're saying because, because of How the... many people, how many fucking guns are out there? How many people I, have I understand what you guns? said. I, I just want to, that's, that's cute. That's a cute idea. So, so because there well, are more guns, case. no, <laughs> I mean, because because oh, so there, so if there are a million guns, but only a thousand people die from gun, uh, uh, from guns, well, 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 then how about, you, how about you make the real numbers? Because that, that, well, it, that okay, it was whatever the real numbers are. Uh, no. How so, many guns are out here? He says enough they, guns for how many fucking people? No, there are more guns people? than people. Yeah. How many people are in the United States of America? No. Okay. Can I ask you a question, though, Joe? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, this is this is as a man. I'm gonna ask you this question, yo. Yeah. Where are you going with that? So, so if you believe that, right? If you believe that, okay. So the the amount of guns is not an issue in the United States of America, especially to the death toll, right? Then what do you think the issue is? And and putting that out there, right? What did you what 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 do you uh, hope to accomplish? Like, what was that mental exercise for? I mentioned that. Because I'm not one of those people that likes to bring that fucking mass hysteria. Like, oh shit, the Walmart's about to be a fucking gun show, nigga. That's why I bring that shit to, you know what I'm saying? And my thing is this, there are far too many guns. There's no need for all these fucking guns. 
especially these big fucking I didn't think guns Walmart was going to be in gun show, though. Like, no, what, no, what that's, is, what, that's what Alex said. So I'm uh, just not talking to you. It's not just about you. All right? So listen. My thing is that there's far too many guns. You need to find a way to stop selling these fucking guns and get these fucking assault rifles out of the hands of a whole bunch of motherfuckers. They really do. I'm saying it's not too many people that need to be walking around with fucking handguns for personal protection in the street. You know what I'm saying? They need to get rid of all these fucking guns. My thing is this, though. It's not how many guns are out there that's the problem with these fucking shootings. It's the people that are able to get these fucking guns that are prone to fucking kill a bunch of people. I'll say this. If you got rid of all of these fucking guns, right, guess what these folks would do? They would go back online and shit and find out how to make fucking bombs and kill just as many or more people with fucking bombs. So when you get all these guns, get all these fucking guns, but also find out who the fuck these people are that shouldn't be able to get guns in the first place so you can fucking round them motherfuckers up and do something with them because those motherfuckers are going to kill how many folks they are. When I talked about guns before in the conversation, you said, if we, okay, if, um, People, guns are the problem because... Yo, first off, don't do my voice like that. You said, before I said, if guns are the problem, guess what? How many people kill with a gun? Keep walking around. You kill a lot more folks with assault as you kill with a fucking knife. I can't even understand what you're saying. Did anybody know what he just said? Yo, I'm not, John, I'm not even being funny. I didn't I didn't know what you said. Nobody know what you said. Okay, my whole thing is this, right? You know, you could, you could, if you want to, you just finish it off like this, right? I'm going to just say this. You talk about the guns, but you act like people can't make bombs to kill people. You okay. And they can make bombs they can to kill, kill people right now, people Joe. Our conversation yeah. started with AR assault rifles, and now you... you Seriously, you took it off on a tangent, and I never corrected you because you kept on saying, don't cut me off. But our conversation started with the AR and the assault rifles, and then you said, well, get rid of the guns. And I said, well, the gun... I would have I responded... That gun, the cat's out of the bag for guns in the United States of America. There are more guns than people. There's no getting rid of the guns. But there has been an assault rifle ban. We can stop the assault rifles from being in the streets. We can make that a thing, at least. So that they can't kill as many people as they want to within a matter of 30 seconds, as we've seen in Ohio. That's what I said. Now, all the rest of this shit that you was talking about and that little voice did, I don't know. Only you could address that. No, I'm serious. You only you can address that. <laughs> All right, you shut, you shut him down. But um, yeah. So, guns, man. No, nah, yeah. I was actually um about to say, Ant. Which I know you got something on Ant as a uh, car carrying member of the NRA. Nah, I'm not. I got a gun though, but I had a car carrying member of the NRA. It's <clears throat> you can't. In this country, you can't feasibly take away people's guns. You have a, a you have the right to it. That's what they do. It's fine. We're not speaking in the sense of guns. More specifically, in the sense of all these mass shootings, we're speaking specifically about assault rifles. I don't believe that unless you are law enforcement or your military personnel, there's no need for you to own an assault rifle. It's ridiculous. There's, I mean, uh, because that's what it's designed for. It's designed for those type of tactics and so on and so forth. You don't hear about mass shootings where guys coming in there with like 12 45 caliber handguns. They don't do that. It's not designed that way. The system is not set up that way. These mass shootings are carried out by assault rifles and everything else that degree. The thing that we want to kind of focus on and everything else is that you got to try to find a way to finesse it within the law. So if Walmart 
if you're in an open carry state and Walmart says, you know, we don't want you to bring the gun in the store, I don't know how they work their way around the law. If they can find a way to prohibit it, if they can find a way to put something on the door. I think the most important thing that they could probably do more than anything else is that if someone does come in there with a gun, law enforcement should come up to them right away and say, let me see your permit. Because you can carry a gun, and it is an open carry state that allow, but you have to have your permit with you. So if you don't have it with you, well, you to take your ass from going out of the store, or you're going to go Those ahead and get niggas carry their fucking permits with them, bro. But wait, wait, wait. Hold on one second. I think, I think, I think that's incorrect. And what, and what I'm saying is not what you're saying, there, but specifically, the Walmart as an establishment, like, you can't go, I can't go into my job with my gun. It clearly says you cannot walk, just like it says you must have on shoes and a shirt to come in this store. So you can require and make the statement that you are you cannot enter this store with with your handgun. If I'm not mistaken, that's why. Just like you can say you need to have on shoes and a shirt to walk into this establishment. So Walmart is walking a very fine line. He acted to, so. Now that I'm now that you mentioned it, I'm glad you mentioned it. He walked a very fine line. We're asking you not to come in here, but we're not telling you when they could literally. And I believe if, I, I'm sorry, I don't have the facts, but I guarantee they could probably literally say. You cannot enter this establishment with with a gun, and I don't know if anybody knows the answer to that. But I believe that it that the, every state would be different. They would they'd run into some issues. Every state would would be different on that. Yeah, they find a well, way. No, to every state could be every state could be different. But like just like I said, so I'm in an open carry state. No, 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 no. I understand what you just said, and and like, but I'm, what I'm saying is that every state is is different. You know what I mean? Like as far as what a private business is allowed to tell you to what a business is allowed to tell you to do. You know what I mean? Some, you know, some states believe your business is private. Some states are a little bit more regulated, et cetera, et cetera. I got you. So, well, in the state that I'm in, it tells me that I cannot, they, like it says on the door, just like shoes and feet, no handguns allowed. So I'm assuming from my, from this, from where I'm at, they can literally, they can make that statement across the board in the state. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it probably needs more delving into to get down to to get down to the bottom of it. But I mean, to sum it up, unless they like you said, unless they at the least start with banning the assault rifles. I mean, I guess if Walmart's not well, those those uh, the ammunition. I'm assuming is that the ammunition that fits those type of weapons. Yeah, two, two, three, and a five, five, six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at least I mean that's a step. I don't know, you know, then the next step is, you know, getting the assault rifles or these, you know, guns off of, out of those stores. And maybe you need to get a special permit. Maybe it I mean, should be. Okay. No, what I was going to say is that, and, and as we seen a little bit earlier, is that anytime you mention guns, there's going to be somebody that gets hyperbolic and, and believes that you're, you're going to take it to the extreme. And there's no extreme in the gun debate because the cat's out of the bag in the United States of America. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, what Walmart did is is attempting to do is is going to be minuscule and nuanced. The Second Amendment is nuanced in and of itself, and any conversation about guns is always going to be nuanced because if any there's any hard line statement that gets made, there it it is taken to the extreme. There is no middle ground or conversation or debate that's that's had about guns that's not taken to the extreme and that's why it's easily knocked down all the time that's why we don't never really get forward we, we had an assault rifle ban and it expired mm -hmm. and they, they didn't they they did not um renew the assault rifle ban because they wanted it like this
Right. So um, I want to close this out um, by asking this question. So right now, as of right now, we are down to the, uh, I don't want to say the final, but we're down to the top 10 candidates left. Biden, Booker, Buttigieg, Castro, Camilla Harris, Klobuchar, Aurora, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Andrew Yang. And the next debate is coming up within the next week and a half. Do we think this is going to be the biggest issue on on the table that night? Well, that's a good question. I really don't know. I don't think it should be. And I'm saying because that just happened now, but the but here's the thing, the reason I thought about that, because the debate is going to be in Houston, so basically Texas. Okay. And it's but, on September 12th. But I'll just, so, I, mm-hmm. so you lined me up for, for a, a litany of things that have happened in the United States of America, like the G7 when he didn't sit in on the climate change uh, 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 conference, or North Korea has been testing short-range missiles, and their short-range missiles is, is traveling 300 to 900 um, miles, so they can hit Americans or American bases at this point in time, and they have nukes. You know what I mean? So right. there's a lot, and, and he keeps on giving cover to it and saying, oh, it's okay, they're not violating anything, even though they keep are violating a whole bunch of shit. So there's a lot of conversations that, to have before we get into guns and guns is an uncomfortable conversation like we just said earlier they're not going to really try to lay into that too much right and that's why I was that's why I was really asking so I was like damn it's going to be in Texas what you know everything is bigger in Texas so I was like damn I, and I wonder if that's going to be and then also that's where uh uh El Paso right yeah El Paso that's where that happened so I was wondering and then on coming off of that and I know we are a week and a half away and anything else can happen you know in a week and a half that that may even pop up to even be bigger than guns, but I was just it, sure. when I saw that, it I could just be, thought though. I was like, I wonder, right. I it wonder if that's I mean, gonna be the biggest. Right. Okay, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. On to some lighter news. Uh, the fourth the fourth week of preseason is over. The NFL season is upon us. Um, I, I definitely want to start and give a shout out to my to my cousin Karan Higdon. He did Our not make cousin. It. Yo, look at you doing that. <laughs> yo. Shout out to our cousin Karan Higdon. You know what I mean? Yeah, shout out to our cousin Karan Higdon. He did not make the 53-man roster, but he, he made the practice squad for the Houston Texans, and their running back core is not strong. So I'm expecting a call-up. Shout out to my wife's cousin, Isaiah Johnson, on the um, uh, safety on the on the Buccaneers. He's actually going to be starting this year. So I just want to give a shout out to the family members I did. So where y'all want to start at, Ant? Yeah, you know what, Ant? Let me, let me go to you. Let me, let, let, me, let me see where your head is at, man. First, let's talk. Sure. You, are you interested in talking about the Giants, or we can just skip right past that? We can talk about whatever. Bring it. It's fine. All right. So you know what? Let's give me a prediction. Let's. I, we don't need to go through division by division. Like, give me, give me your prediction. Give me your Super Bowl. Give me a Final Four. Two AFC, two NFC. Chiefs, Chiefs, Patriots, Eagles, Rams. All right, Joe. Yo, I'm you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Yo, I know. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not the 49ers. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I, I got to see it. No, nah, no, nah, I get it. I get it. I get yeah. it. Um, I think Ant got a, got a, he got a good four. He got a good four pack. I think I'm going to take out. um Chiefs, Eagles, Patriots, and who else did he say? Rams? He said Rams. I'm that makes sense. That probably makes sense. That, I mean, it does, sense. but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take out the Rams, and I'm gonna insert um, as of right now the Packers. 
That's Jeez. interesting. Are you are you just trying to think outside of the box? Because... No, 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 no. I've been, I've been. I, I like what I like what the Packers have done, and it's usually and that that's actually a, it is an out of the box pick for me because I usually don't pick mm-hmm. first time coaches, but I just like what they did in free agency. I like that they they strengthen the defense, so Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to go out there and play hero ball. That they can. That the defense will hold if he gets the lead that he doesn't have, you know, they're not going to go down and score and then he have to come back and do some miracle play and they're going to run the ball a lot more, preserving him to make it through the entire season. So that's what that's why I'm picking the Packers I'm, and I'm picking it because they got a new coach and there's no more friction with the head coach. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm picking the Packers. No, no, no. I mean, I'm going to stick with football, though. It's just a question that popped into my head. Do you think that football is too violent? No. Really? Yeah. No, I, I don't know because I know last week we had a conversation about Andrew Luck and everything else like that, and guys are, like they seem to be retiring younger and younger. Mm-hmm. And I just don't necessarily. I think, I think we're talking about a different type of breed. Of no, excuse me. Let me let me rephrase that. I think we're talking about a different type of money. That's what I should say. Yeah. I think we're talking, um, so. For instance, right now speaking. So about, I. Just about hold on one second. We talking about the Rams. Jared Goff just got the biggest contract in NFL history. He For got a hundred and ten million dollars guaranteed. For now, right? But in yeah. four years, he's a quarterback. If he feels like quitting, he'll only be twenty nine. Same age as Andrew Luck, amassed a hundred and ten million dollars, and say, "Yeah, I'm done. I don't want to play no more," and ride off into the sunset, and then go, you know, make movies or do whatever he wants to do. That's that's what I was saying to that guy. Be. The average football player dies at 54 years old. It's obviously mm-hmm. a too violent sport. But, uh, again, it's something that's in, ingrained into the culture of the United States of America. So, again, it's not one of them things that's going to change or that, you know, that we probably even want to adjust too much. Like, we look at the equipment, not really the game itself. Like, anytime you try to fuck with that, it's like, uh, too much. You know what I mean? I mean, football is what it is. Yeah, it's too violent, but we love it for being too violent. So it's boxing. So it's MMA. I've seen a dude in MMA kick somebody, break his leg, and still keep fighting. You know what I mean? It's all too violent. But we yeah, fuck with it. Kind of, but I understand what you're saying. I was making a perfect yeah. thing, but I, I, understand, I, mean, I understand that perspective. Yeah, yeah. I think just worry about what, I mean, it's for, Baseball's dead. Football's America's pastime. Everyone loves it. it. It is. I mean, <laughs> I was literally watching baseball for most of this oh, podcast. Yankee, 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 right? But with baseball, you will watch your team. Yeah, true. True indeed. Okay, I got you. I got you. Foot, football, you got is the one o'clock game, four o'clock game, eight. You have no interest in any of the other teams. Like you might, like I'm a Giants fan. I watch the Giants game. But right. there's other games on, I'm going to watch it. I'm yeah. not going to watch any other baseball game except for the team I'm specifically interested in. No one's flipping channel like, man, I can't wait to watch this Padres game. Yeah. No one does that shit. It's ridiculous. The thing that what it is with football, like, it's a pastime. It's it's taken over as American sport, and we all love it. And, I mean, the the thing is that it's it's exciting to a degree, but part of me is it's like it's kind of dying out. Like, I still enjoy it. But there's other aspects of it that's kind of distracting from the game itself. I mean, like, every time I go to a bar or somewhere else to watch the game, it's, say it's 100 
of people watching the game, but 90% of them are watching their phone just to check what their bet slip look like or how their fantasy team is doing. You don't really get into, I mean, you, you get into the action of it, but I mean, there's other things that's invested that keeps it exciting, but you don't really focus on the sport the way you focus on it. That's probably why you don't really just watch your team because, like I said, you got, you know, it's fantasy. Fantasy is a big part of it. Yeah, fantasy is huge. And, and fantasy is, that's one part, like I said, in the state of New Jersey, gambling is legal. So now I mean, you got you got real stakes on the line now. Like you, hopefully they miss this kick, not because you want your team to win, but you know they beat the spread and maybe I make some bread off of this. I mean right. it's enjoyable and you got to got to love football for the way it is. But they're just it's I mean to me there's certain things that are still questioned about it. I mean the purity of it is kind of just watching it. I I still prefer watching like a high school game on a Friday night than a football game on Sunday. I mean it's it's not technically it's technically the same thing, but you just get there's a purity in watching young people who really like love and enjoy the game and watching around other people who are doing it instead of people who's like got other alternative or ulterior motives for watching the game. But that's just me. This time my mom works about shit like that. One one of the things I actually wanted to look into, um, because I heard it today, you know, they always go over the TV numbers, and I'm always amazed. And this is not a shot at basketball, but I'm just amazed that when they talk about the Oregon Auburn game, which went down to the wire on a last second touchdown did more than the NBA finals. Like, I don't, I don't get that. Like these are, you know, there's LeBron's, there's these people, there's that, there's all these stars that are in there. Why is everybody tuned in to game? This is just week one of college football, not even the NFL. Football crosses cultures even better than basketball does. You know what I mean? Like, um, it you you could be a Midwesterners, Southerners, you know, California Northwesterners. They're all in the college football mode, the high school football mode. You know what I mean? Like the it, it, both sexes. You know what I mean? It just doesn't. It crosses over a lot better than basketball does. The demographic for basketball, you can you can pinpoint it. it, it it's it's a lot different than that. You know what I mean? Football okay, almost doesn't have a okay. yeah. Football almost doesn't even have a demographic. It's just American. Okay, all right. But I just thought I was just like, damn, like you rather watch? Like I, I don't even know if I, I wouldn't watch week one of college football over uh, Braun and uh, Kawhi or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, I just find I was like, damn, that, I, I didn't understand that. But I, I mean, but I do understand what you're saying with that. Um, I already mentioned that, you know, Jared Goff, he got the largest contract in NFL history with $110 million guaranteed. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is in Dallas. He did fly in. If anybody saw that funny tweet from Dirk, he said he got off the plane. <laughs> Yo, shut up. He, he Yo, I'm just saying. Like, what are you talking about? But all right. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, he, got, uh, he got off the plane and thought there was a lot of people there to see him, but it's actually that Zeke had arrived. Uh, in Dallas, so they expect that contract to uh, get done before week one. I don't know if he'll be prepared for week one, but it should get done for week one. Everybody got their fantasy leagues on deck. Any, um, anybody got any drafts coming up? No, I think we got one. Tomorrow. I know me and um, Joe got you one. You and tomorrow. Joe got one. When does football, when does the season start, man? Thursday. Thursday. Damn. Yeah, I kept on saying I was going to start a fantasy league, and I ain't even... I know. I was, about, I was about to say, if you ain't ignited... Yeah. Like, Every year, I, I used to do it before, the, before I started boycott. I should I should have did it. But I'm too late now, man. Thursday, y'all starting now. Oh, you know what? Um, The boycott, since you mentioned that, um, 
ah oh, man, I don't have that story in front of me. The one um whatever Jake did what they announced the first thing I know, Meek Mill. Oh, they've been on, on Jay head though. You yeah, seen, right. He keeps yeah, saying yeah, stupid yeah. stuff. Like what did he say? He, he was he was like he was like, uh, we grew up in single parent homes, angry, and so we take it out on the police. Like, yo, shut the fuck up. That ain't why they shoot us. <laughs> they see us and shoot us, my G. What the hell is Jay talking about, man? Look, man, he's not a sociologist. He should probably relax. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not mad at him, but no, no, I'm not. But it's like, it's like when, when, when people look at celebrities to get things that they might not be so adept that in, in regards to social injustice, he's doing a lot. But I mean, certain things that require a little bit more more depth and nuance. Probably leave to somebody else. I mean, this is no slight against Jay, but I'm like, it's just, it's such a weird comment because like, all right, you said that. Now, what did you mean by that? Because there's, there's there's more layers you got to pull off of that. But they're gonna be mad at what he's doing, and I'm I, I'm still kind of confused what his process is going to be in regards to this. It's leading somewhere. I don't know what that something is. I mean, you're doing it for entertainment value. You're trying to do the thing to bring out social injustice, so on and so forth. All right, cool. I, I get it. But I just need to see more. Like, I understand that you're, you're creating certain initiatives, but what's the plan behind it? And I mean, since since they're starting to announce things, I just want to see when they put it into action, what is the point and goal and purpose behind this besides, you know, profit? He's a businessman. I, I get it. Uh, he says it in his rhyme. All right, I understand that, but... No... But here's the thing, man. Like, if he's not harming anybody, which, you know, like, first do no harm. Like, we have somebody in the room where we didn't have somebody in the room before. I, I kind of, you know, whatever. I, you're right. Like, let's wait and see. I, I'll still play Jay's the gonna wait and see game owner. with you people, but I'm okay with, you know what I mean, this, this, it, how it is right now because it's step one. Jay, Jay even being, Jay as the person is just one step one. <laughs> on the rights to that music. <laughs> Give me disclaimer. Joe's crazy. Not, said, look, he's he's trying to do something, and I'm not going to fault the guy for trying to do something. Mm. And sometimes, you, I, when it's, when it's something this big. You just you want to have the plan. You you want to know what it is. He's like just revealing. Is, what if he's not? He can't tell you he's going to come out and be an owner. I said that from day one. I said Jay, this is a power play. He's going to do some good things, yes, but he's going to be an owner. This is a play to be an owner. There's never, there's never. I don't believe, and yeah, I don't believe there's been a person with the power, with the possible power to as an African-American to purchase a team that sat in that room. This is a, this is a play to own, this is a play to own, purchase a team. Maybe the Jaguars, I know the Jaguars have, they, they don't, they don't make any money. I don't, and I'm just naming random teams off the top of my head that I know would be for sale. It could be the Raiders as well. This is a play to own a team. They moved to Las Vegas. They moved to Las Vegas. They ain't for sale. Yeah, but okay. Just real quick, the the Mark Davis is the poorest NFL owner. His net worth is only five hundred million. The stadium costs one point four billion. You understand what I'm saying? He's not going to be able to maintain that. Whereas, uh, uh, 
Grinky or Genki, the the owner of the Rams, he built the the stadium in L.A. out of his own pocket for two point nine. He paid he paid for eighty percent of it out of his own pocket. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you have someone who's worth five hundred million, and then you have someone who's worth so much money he was able to just yeah I'm gonna pay for eighty percent. I'm gonna put down two billion or one point nine billion of my own money to build this stadium so it doesn't cost the city of Los Angeles. Whereas there's an imposed extra tax when you go to Vegas now to pay for the stadium. He had to go to Bank of America to get a loan to pay for the stadium. He didn't have the liquid cash, which is the reason, and I'm not going to go too deep in it, which is the reason we don't have Khalil Mack right now. Because when you, so for instance, the $110 million that um, they just gave the Rams, when you're an owner, so how the, how the salary structure works, you as an owner have to have $110 million on hand to put in an escrow account. So because that's now a guarantee. And in order for you to guarantee, you have to put the owner has to go into his own pocket and put that money in an escrow account. So just think about that's just one player. But what about Aaron Donald? What about all the other people that have guarantees? So he has to front as an owner. He has to front all of that money. So Mark Davis is worth 500 million. He would have just now lost. He would only be down. Now he'd be down to 390 million. And then try. You understand what I'm saying? So that's that's just like how that works. So. Though that would why that's why a team like the Raiders would be for sale because he just can't pay for it. So, uh, so you went out there, you left Oakland to build a new stadium in Las Vegas to up and sell it to turn a profit. Yeah, it's a it's a weird it's a, and I'm an Oakland fan. That's why I'm I'm knee deep in it and I understand it on a different level. Oh, the reason leaving Oakland isn't his fault. Oakland didn't want to put up the money, nor should they have put up the money. They have their own issues that they need to deal with. And Mark Davis didn't have the money to front and put up the money. However, Oakland is right next to Silicon Valley. But however, Mark Davis doesn't have the cachet to walk into Google, uh, Costco, or you know, Twitter, or Facebook, or whoever, or Google, and say, hey, you know what I'm saying? Can you help build the stadium, or can I sell? So they're waiting for him. The whole point is all the owners are letting this happen to let him fall on his face, in a sense by letting him go to Vegas because they know ultimately he's going to have to sell the team and they'll be able to put somebody in place that has the money and cachet that can really build that brand. The Winklevoss twins should have been bought this shit. I support the Winklevoss <laughs> buying this shit, man. To be honest, I think one of the, um, the, uh, one of the, the Waltons live in Vegas. Uh, the, the, those are the people who don't know. They own, they are Walmart. So I think, I think they I think the Winklevoss, they own yeah, Bitcoin. Did. <laughs> the boss is the Bitcoin, my niggas. You know what I mean? Oh, we should have a conversation about Bitcoin, but off here. Oh, yeah. All right. I don't care. That's stuff like that. Right. <laughs> like, like, don't own this. They remind you that you ghetto. To be Bobby then, you gotta be Bobby now. Bobby and Bobby. Shout out to Young Thug. He had the number one now in the country. I was I, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that at all. But as always, we Yo, think- shout out to Kevin. Shout out to Kevin Hart for not wanting to get caught cheating on his wife again. You know what I mean? Like I'm glad his back got hurt. But yeah, yo, get in an accident and run, motherfucker. Yo, I I don't know who the fuck was in that car. <laughs> I get it, Kev. <laughs> you think Kev got caught slipping again? 
No, right. he get caught because he quick as a motherfucker. He rolled, he right. he ran with a broke back. Yeah, the car that. flipped three times. He got out that motherfucker and started running. <laughs> they said it was oh, somebody should be car. decapitated. They said it was his man's car, his man, and somebody else was in there, and Kev was able to escape and run for help. But y'all saying that the whoever the chick was in there, he was creeping with her, and his man. Right. Kev brought that car years ago, yo. That's huh? what they say. Kev, Kevin bought that car like a year ago or something like that. And he hadn't been driving that shit. And they was chilling. And he said, I, and I, I didn't hear that it was his man's car. But, oh, you no, know, several was, different nah, stories his car, came out. But his man yeah. was driving. Uh, right. His man was driving the car. He wasn't yeah, yeah. driving the car. Now, that's the story. It, was it earlier this year, last year, the nigga uh, Terrence J. They said that nigga got in an accident with some bitch. He's fucking, he ran the shit. Yeah, <laughs> That's how he lost his, uh, what's that chick name? Um, blonde Barbie or whatever his girl was. Yeah. You know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, nice. Nigga like that can get when bitches come a dime a dozen and shit. Creep better. Just creep better. Man, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kevin needs to. Terrence J, I don't think he's married, so they want no money tied up in that. But, well, nah, I'm pretty sure Kevin's pretty nut tight. But it's a Nico chick. So, you know, fuck it. Another one, bitch is coming, boy. All bets is off. <laughs> All bets is off. Ah, but again, as I was saying, uh, well, once again, you if you're in uh, the path of Dorian, man, be safe, be safe, though. Want well, to thank you for joining us, and as always, get at us on IG at Better Than You Pod. We want all the praise, we want all the smoke. Until next week, peace. Let me put that echo on that shit. Nigga auto tune in. It's fine out. <laughs> <laughs>